Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. This is our 50th episode. 50 episodes. Holy cow, man. We have a special podcast today. Are we going to talk? Let's let's just say right off the bat, we already recorded the second segment uh, before this segment, and we are so excited to share it with you. (laughs) You talk about it, because it's it's, it's more significant to you than it is. I mean, not that it's not special to me, but it should be more special to you. My... We talk a lot about the people in our life who yes. have made an impact on us. Yes. And no one more than my grandfather, 96 years old, um, love him to death. He, for 96 years old, I don't think there's a better human on earth as far as health wise. Sh- like his brain is sharp. Yeah. Like funny as all get out. Yep. And we thought, you know what? Let's bring in for our 50th episode. Let's bring in grandpa. Yep. We haven't had a guest yet, so our first guest. Our very first, what maybe better? only guest ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got a lot to live up to after that. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, so. we got to sit down and talk with Grandpa Ken, and it was fantastic. Just hearing yeah. his life story, being a believer, all those all those things. Um, yeah. it's a fan, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. a very fun 40 minutes yeah. that we got to spend with him. So. So, so we got that coming up here in a little bit. So you got that to look forward to. If yes. you want to fast forward past us schmucks and just get yeah. to that, that's the good <laughs> get, stuff. Get out of here <laughs> and listening to somebody that uh, has lived a very full and happy life. Yeah. But we have to talk a little bit about what's going on this week because this is what we do with our podcast. Okay. We, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> we have conversations about the things we're doing. I've got a couple of stories. Okay. Usually, Steve comes in with the stories. I, you if, know if, what? To be if, honest, I have not had a story recently. If, if you've been listening to our podcast for the last 50 podcasts, Steve's got the funny stories. And Typically. <clears throat> typically. I don't know. You live a charmed life or something. Or I don't think maybe it's Maybe it's charmed. the opposite of charm. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of my stories have to do with the fact that uh, I don't have it together at all, and I'm, <laughs> I make a lot of mistakes. So, we this weekend... Steve and the other pastors had a retreat. Oh boy, that they went to. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, and so what happens at, at the pastors' I... retreat is go. Yep. 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 You know I, where I, I'm going I, with this? I know exactly where you're going with this because it was. Uh, it was hilarious. One of it, the funnier things I've ever experienced was what happened at this. I would retreat. say it's one of the rougher moments of my life. <laughs> This is perfect for a podcast. Go ahead. No, please. As soon as it happens, I'm like, Steve, we're talking about this on the podcast. I for, Honestly, I, I, you think, blocked it out of your I memory? think the Holy Spirit gave me the ability to block out something so painful. But go ahead. So at, at the pastor's retreat, you guys spend the weekend at like a remote place, and you kind of bond, right? <laughs> you bond, you talk about this, the life of the church, yes, and it's just yes. a time where you get to do that. But then at the end, it's a dinner for the pastors, their wives, well, and kind the of at the end, it was really it, actually in the middle. Okay, there was um, more and, afterwards. Yeah, it was more afterwards. But it's kind of like a debriefing time. Hey, this is what we talked about. Exactly, we're talking about the future of our church. Well, it's, it's a nice little event that it was that like we the do main anyway. thing. Letting yeah. like what what is the thing that we're focusing on this year uh, that we're put, putting um, just uh, just an emphasis on? Yeah, and this year we're it's uh, it's service. Yes. Uh, or volunteerism. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was a big part of the thing. But so, just so what to happened? say it, I, I'm so whatever, dude, whatever, whatever. So one part of the service was we were honoring our senior pastor. And so what yeah. we what they had us do, and, and we didn't tell the senior pastor this was mm-hmm. happening, but everyone that came, we got a, a, a an email, a text yeah. that said, hey, we want you to shoot 10 
30-minute video clip. T- 30 seconds. Yes. 30, sorry, I said minute, didn't they I? Want, they want t- you to make 10 30-minute videos <laughs> no. expressing your gratitude. Yeah. 30, 10 to 30-second video. Yeah. Okay? And then just send it. We're going to compile it all together. Yes. It's just a nice, like, hey, thank you for all the hard work you did. Yes. Okay. So we came in the week before, and we're having a conversation. One of the weeks we're doing the podcast. Yes. And Steve was like, I got to make this video. And you were kind of nervous about it. And, uh, and a little bit, yeah. like, a little bit anxious. You wanted to make sure you did it right. Hey, yeah. how did you do it? What are the things you talked about? Because this means a lot. This person means a lot in our lives and our careers sure. and, and these things. So. Sure. Laura and I just finished it that morning. I said, you know, just to say just real quick what we did. And you're like, okay. So you go home, you do it. When I see you on Sunday, I said, hey, how'd it go making the video? And you're like, oh, man, we put lots of time into this, like a couple takes. No, wait, 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 wait. And you said, you know, we were sick. And the problem was when we watched it again, we were, we didn't look like we were ill or like when yes. we looked at it, we looked like we we're ill. Very. And so you had a little bit of anxiety about this going into it and you, and already just okay. every person, when you see yourself on a screen and you make something and every, all of your peers and friends around there watching it, you okay. don't want to look like a fool yeah. or like big people. And there's, <laughs> there's 50 people at this thing. All yes. right. So it's every, it's every staff member or almost every staff member and their spouse. Yeah. Every deacon and their spouse. Yes. It's like all our friends and colleagues. Everybody basically. that we've known for a long time yes. is there watching this. Yes. Go on. And so so the first person comes up, the little video, then the next couple, and, and all through. Stoic. Every everybody's just watching the Everybody's just, just watching it and enjoying teary it. Eyed. Sure. So Steve and Sarah come up, and as soon as they come on the screen. Everybody in the room starts laughing. Erupts into laughter. <laughs> we have I we have not said anything. We have only merely looked at the camera and immediately the whole room, the whole room erupts into laughter. It's the like, the look on your face. You look around, you're like, what? What? What are you laughing at? Yeah, I'm like, I, it's I said quiet. It. I said that. No one had like, said anything the entire time. This <laughs> video is playing. Like, and then everybody starts laughing, uh, and Steve I'm is. I'm like, what's so funny? <laughs> I was so mad. Because, I mean, listen, what is literally the worst nightmare? Like, you get up in front of people, and they start laughing at you. Yeah, I know. And that is literally what happened to Sarah and I. There, there, was, nothing, <clears throat> there was nothing bad about it. The only thing. It, I, it was. That, okay, so my posture. <laughs> You you were wearing a beanie. I was okay. Listen, Sarah and I were both sick. Yeah, we were both like we were both already like you know had that that sickly color look. Yeah. Anyway, like just like that little like washed out, and then on top of that, the every video looked really washed out. Yeah. So everyone's face looked like white. Yeah. So it was even more pale. I'm kind of slouched slouched down with this beanie on, and I'm just like. <laughs> I look like Jabba the Hutt, so I'm already a little self-conscious, and then everybody starts laughing. And then the best part is, so everybody laughs. No, I mean, and nobody laughs at anything else. No, no. Nothing. All these heartfelt, sincere videos. It was beautiful. I mean, ours was heartfelt and sincere. We were just, you know, running temperatures, okay? But we wanted to do it. So we get done, and we're about to have prayer over Pastor Warren and Tracy. Because I don't know if we said this already, but it was their 25th year in ministry, yeah. 15th year at New Life, five years as a senior pastor. So yeah. all those things lining up. 
Um, so we are, you know, celebrating that and also just praying for for them as as we move forward. Pastor Trent is laughing so hard. And you got to understand, Pastor Trent and I have the kind of dynamic and relationship where we mess with each other a lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. I've known Trent uh, even before he was a pastor. I had his kids in the youth ministry. I've always had a good relationship with he and his, his wonderful wife, Stephanie, just and, and their kids, just great people. So we have that kind of dynamic. But I've, I, I knew there was a little bit of imbalance because I've been a lot harder on Trent in more recent times. <laughs> and Trent's just let it go. Trent, I think this was like everything Trent had ever wanted to have happen to me. He's, not even, he's like, I didn't start the laughter, but he's like, I couldn't stop. He comes over to me. He is belly laughing so hard that he is shaking. And he comes and he stands by me while we're praying. And as – I forget who, who led the prayer – it probably doesn't matter in the grand scheme Greg, of things. Maybe. Maybe Pastor Greg, yeah. he led the prayer, and Trent is holding onto my shoulder, and I got my arm under his arm and up on his other shoulder, and he is shaking, <laughs> laughing the whole time we're praying. And Steve, you must be thinking, why is everybody laughing? Uh, at I me? Think, why? In, who wouldn't? <laughs> now I have a pretty sen- good sense of humor and pretty thick skin when it yeah. comes to things. Because I mean, listen, in my life. I dish out a lot. Yeah. I dish out a lot. So you got to be be able yeah. to take it. You yeah, can't yeah. just dish and not be able to receive. So I, I was like, you know, I, I got a good laugh out of it. I haven't like lost sleep <laughs> over it or anything, but what it was the, like in the moment, it's like, what? Why is this happening? Why is everybody laughing? Why is everybody laughing at me? Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was that what was. What did Sarah think? That, um, you know, Sarah, Sarah was like, oh, we should have reshot that. We should have <laughs> reshot that. But the, the problem was like, at that point it was too late. Like yeah. we, we had to get the video in. Um, the, the, the bummer was Sarah had not been sick. Then I got sick. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. I was already sick. Then Sarah got sick. So she was just getting into it. I was kind of coming out of it. It was, oh gosh, it was bad, man. But yeah, that, thank you for, I for, oh, I, I literally, and that was, you don't have to be sorry. It was funny. It's like uh, three days ago. It, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much that was it. But it was, it was really funny. But seriously, I like, I completely forgot that that happened. So thank you for bringing it back. You're up. welcome. I, <laughs> no, that's good. Did you, you said you had another story. Oh yeah. You? So, okay. I think I told you guys that. I got roped into this musical. You keep using this. I don't know if you're intentionally using the pun "roped in." <laughs> well, I'm not. Okay, but I, maybe but it's you just literally in, got roped in, too. ingrained into my brain here. Yes. So they had the parent meeting. Okay, I think I told I think I told the story before. Yeah, and Laura went to the parent meeting, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? We need." Flying parents. We need parents that can. You, could you please explain this? Flying parents, yes. Okay, so you, that, okay, Zachy, Zachy, Zachy. You give a lot of backstory. <laughs> yeah, but you miss out on the flying. What a flying parent! I, I was about to give the backstory. Okay, okay, Sometimes okay. I lead into it. Okay, I'm I'm known for over explaining. You know, things. Well, you are a writer. So yes. what do writers have to do? I have, have to, to set the scene. They have to set the scene. That's yeah, right. So that's I'm, what I I'm sorry. I should just trust that you know what you're doing more so than I do. Uh, I'm going to set the scene here, Stephen. Uh, uh, paint the picture, buddy. <laughs> so. Laura goes to this this thing and they say, "Hey, we need flying parents. What is a flying parent?" So they go, "Well, we're bringing in this company that uses ropes, pulleys. So 
to take the students and fly them across the stage. Yes. Right? This is the Little Mermaid. We talked about this before. Yes. Why in the world would you need to fly in the Little Mermaid? Well, they're, they're swimming. swimming. They're swimming. And there's also birds that fly. So sometimes the scene is the sky. Sometimes the scene is the ocean. And Zach is playing Scuttle. No, no. I th- and, and, and they said we need two parents, all right? And two others is like the backup. Yep. Okay? And so they ended up getting six. So they said we can, you know, you need two and then two more. And then, so you, then you can rotate out. So let's get six. So two of the parents can then watch the play at some point. Yeah. You know? Yep. Okay. I don't know what this is. I'm a flying parent. My wife doesn't know what it is, but I got signed up for it because I did not go to the meeting and that, they needed. That's, that's when, that's what happen. happens. That's when bad things happen. So the way this works is the, the flying company is coming in for three days mm-hmm. and training people yes. on how to use the equipment. And then they're leaving. And then they're coming back the week of the play to finish training. So all I've got to do is go three nights this week, learn how to do it. It's yes. three hours each, right? Okay. Learn wow, three hours? Yeah. So I was there from five to eight last night, and I got to go five to eight tonight and tw- uh, nine to 12 tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. So they're going to teach us how to use the equipment. And I thought, okay, that's not it's a commitment, but not a huge commitment. Sure. I, I want to get more involved in the kids' school and, and stuff in the community. Okay, let's do it. I'm on board. Get there last night. Okay. It's a guy. He's from Indiana. That's where this company's from. Oh, my gosh. People uh, don't fly in Ohio. Evidently, we, we, we no. We couldn't get no. anybody closer. <laughs> Indiana was the Indiana, closest fly guy. state of Indiana, yes. This is so in-depth. And I am part of the play. Not just, not just like the dad in the corner that like does stuff. I have to know, like, choreography. No, I've, you don't. I've got to be there. No, you don't. <laughs> like, no, like, to make them, like, the scenes, you have to make sure they fly in like this. Wait, you're on stage? Yeah. <laughs> this is the best news ever. Like, I'm behind the curtain, yeah. but, like, we're right next to the stage, like, doing this. Yeah. So, like, so say Ariel is, le- so we have to know, like, say everything. Right. We're part of the play. Say Ariel right, man. Ariel? Ariel. <laughs> what? Ariel. Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> so we just, this was our first night last night. But not only are we, because the first thing he said was, I want you to get out of your mind that you're just pulling ropes. You, <laughs> you guys are artists. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm out. I'm, I'm what am I I'm supposed out. to say? Like, yeah, this I would have been like, you know what? You got the wrong guy. Like, and so the first thing he says was, well, there's, okay. For each person person on the stage that's flying two adults have to pull the ropes there's what they call the traveler i think that's what he's called okay it's the person that makes them go from left to right on the oh, stage okay so there's x and y axis yes and then there's the lift person that makes them go up and down they're, yes. they're different ropes okay so the one rope makes the the it's a trolley that they're like connected to so they've got clips on their hips and two strings go up to the ceiling yes. right to this like so it's not three-dimensional on. movement. They can only go up, down, and back and forth. Yes. To the side and then up and down. Okay. So the person that has the, is the, I think it's called the traveler. They travel across the stage. And so he's like, I need someone who is good at music and can keep time. I'm like, that ain't me. <laughs> you know, I'll be the brute force in the back. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday night was the best because <laughs> just a little side story talking about Zach's timing. We're, we're practicing. We're practicing for worship. This is a lie. This is not a lie. 100% Wait, a lie. We're practicing for worship. <laughs> worship band. I'm up on stage and Zach starts clapping. <laughs> he's, off, he's off beat. No, I'm not. I was yes, right on were. beat. No, 
You, you were on. You this were is on my your, problem. I thought your, I was on. Beat. This is your own beat. Yeah, yes, sure. I, I go by my own drummer, Stevie. <laughs> yes, you did. That's what that, I live my that own. That was 100 Zach Cyrus, right there. <laughs> I have that the is, own beat in my head. That's sincere. So, so the guy asks, "Hey, if you've ever done music or can keep time, you have to be the traveler guy, okay. because." Like as the music goes, you have to pull them. Yeah. Like in rhythm, in yes. like there's a choreography. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I didn't know I was in- involved in this. I ain't doing that part. Yeah. I'll be the brute yep. strength lift guy. Yep. Okay. So two dads, like, oh yeah, we'll do this. So remember, I said it was two people. Actually, it's four. So there's not one set of flyers at a time. There's two sets. So on two on two different like like ones in front of the other. I'm assuming. Yes, like the track and the ceiling, they're only like three feet apart. They run parallel. To they each run other. parallel to each okay. other across the stage. So so it, you actually need four dads at, at one time doing this. Two to travel them left and right across the stage, yeah. and two to hoist them up and down. And we have to learn how to do it in concert because they have to like go at angles. So you have to pull them and like get them. So to- one person's pulling, one person's lifting. Yes. So you're etch-a-sketching these kids. Yes. And yeah. not only that is, there's two of them. So we have to do scenes where like one starts on the left side, one starts on the right, and you have to come together and touch and go down and fly off the stage. Like we have to learn the choreography of the whole play. Like we we are part of the play. This was not what I signed up for. No. Like, I, I thought up- you were just going to be a guy off on the side. You're like, pull the rope. Exactly. Let go of the rope. Exactly. Oh, the rope. No, we have to go and like learn the play. So they have to play the music. We have to know what time to come in and do all this stuff. Not only that, like you better bring gloves, okay? They didn't give you gloves? No, we had to bring our own work gloves. They bring work gloves. Good thing I did, okay? When you, okay, they're heavy too. Like my back is killing me trying to hoist these kids up and down. The rope, when, whenever they're coming down from yeah. the ceiling, you have to hold on and kind of like let just a little yeah, bit of like friction slip, go. Yeah, slip. Yeah. Our, our, it burnt holes through the gloves. That's how much friction was going on with these ropes. We're like, what's that smell? And we looked, and they had burnt holes through our gloves. So if we had not had gloves on, it would have been Just like tore your hands apart. Tore your hands apart, burnt our hands. So, yeah, that was. I've, I've been there three hours now, and we're like, wait, wait a minute. Like, is it, like so on the in the back wall back there in, in West Middlesex. I'm surprised the same at most, yeah. you know, production areas in high schools. They have all the names of the people in the past that have been part of the plays. So we're like, we are writing our names on this wall when we're done with this because we are part of this play. So yeah, we have to like dress in black in, in the back, so we're you know offset or whatever. But as you know, we we like you know we are part of the play. So when when they come, f- pull them off stage, mm-hmm. and if we don't do it right, they're gonna look stupid flying mm-hmm. like upside down or, or can, you don't can pull they them go, up. can they make a full circle motion no they, on the they, thing they at least they haven't yet maybe that's something we haven't got to yet because we've only done it for three hours but you have to well, like, I, i'm assuming that would have to be on them you can't make them do that they right, would have to exactly. like flip themselves yes. in the air I, I just go i'm the up and down guy you're the, <laughs> come on man <laughs> so, so so you're you're not traveling I'm not the traveling guy because so I have you guys no like rhythm. rock paper scissors to determine who was going to be the traveler and no, who was. No, it's just two of the dads were like, "Yeah, we'll do this part." Because the traveling is not like you have to <laughs> go like this really quick with the ropes yeah. and make them go, but it's not a lot of weight. It's just okay. kind of you're just moving them across. Okay. The lift guys have the full. Well, it's like half the body weight. So if a kid weighs 180 pounds, you're like lifting 90 pounds up and down. Gotcha. Which that's above still, your head. That's still significant. And you have to hold it there weight. for. 
several minutes while they yeah. do this scene. It it's it gets you know how many how is it and you said it's throughout the entire play. Yeah, three hours. <laughs> the entire play is using this pulley system. Like the different parts of each scene, yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. I was not expecting Dude, that. Dude, that that is uh that's way more involved than I, 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 I yeah, thought. I would it would ass- I would assume like this was more of like a uh like a stunt kind of thing that they're doing. No, it's, it's like, like several. It's like this because we asked them like, okay, how much we do this? Like it's we have scenes in the whole play, so for three hours. And you guys do- are only you only have six practices total to get this down. We have three practices and then then the dress rehearsal week. Okay, so are you still <laughs> using the pulleys and stuff when the company's that, not there? That has not been decided yet. So whenever we signed up, it was three nights this week. And then the week of the, the play, which is in March. There's no way that you guys could get that choreography down in that I know, short amount but, of time. But the, the first thought was they weren't going to let us keep the equipment that time. They were going to set it up three days and take it back with them and then bring it back that week. But now they decided, hey, we'll just leave it here. Oh, they are. So probably there's so going to be gonna more. So you're going to have to go to more practices, I'm assuming. Well, maybe. Because it would be really funny to see you like in the back miming <laughs> the movements. <laughs> I'd love to see a video of you just back there like moving your hands to the music as if you're pulling the rope. <laughs> oh, I know. So we have to, we have to like make pretend like they're swimming. So we yeah, have to like go up. Up and down, so it looks like they're in the waves. I'm like, I thought I was just like yanking a kid up and down, like one, <laughs> like in one scene, yeah. maybe two scenes. Like you got the birds and stuff. Yeah, oh. Zach, you like. I hope they. That's have what I said. Of- like we are the play. We are pretty much the play. If I mean, you don't get like a special <laughs> gift for doing this outside of just being an awesome dad. Is your daughter one of the ones? No, gonna- she she has a part in the play, but she does like more of the singing. She has a speaking part, but she's not. She's the one she's that comes out flyer. and says Sebastian, like that yeah. one, yeah, or so, something like that. Yeah, she's the seahorse. Whoa, that, the one that talks like this. Yes. That Does she do the voice? I don't know. I've, I haven't. I've I've asked her her voice, and it seems like a regular voice. She's in seventh grade. I don't know if she's got to that point yet. Maybe I don't know. I, I'm not going to speak for her, but she's the seahorse that announces the king whenever he comes into the room. Yes. Like, and, and if you ever watched Little Mermaid, so that's yeah, her, that's her part. He like plays his own mouth like a trumpet. Yeah. And then so. he has everybody come in. So that's that, what I'm doing tonight, Stevie. Two, uh, that's amazing, man. <laughs> it's really amazing. I, I, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm sorry that that's what you got roped into. That's what, yeah, you said it now, too. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I got roped Why into wouldn't this. You say, so would you do this again is the big question. I don't know. I've only done it one night. It's, it's fun in the fact that it's something new I've never done before. But it's so much more involved than I yeah. thought it would be that I don't know yet what I feel about this. So yeah. I'll, I'll tell you tonight. Or I'll tell you, uh, next podcast, I'll let you know how these next two practices go. When is the, It's in March, right? Yeah, first first weekend of... First weekend of March. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that I, I, there's nothing else to add to it. I'm really <laughs> excited about part two yeah. of the podcast. When we come back, we have our ultra special guest. Our 50th episode, episode extravaganza. Celebration. Yeah. We have Grandpa Ken McFarland. We'll yeah. see you in a little bit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to part two. Zach and Steve have a podcast, fiftieth episode, and like special edition. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. And with us today, we have a really special guest. Somebody. I'm gonna let Zach introduce him. Yeah. So, I've obviously known this man as long as I've been alive. <laughs> um, if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be if alive. If it wasn't for him, I would not be alive. <laughs> so, my grandfather, uh, Ken McFarland. Grandpa Ken is Grandpa here with Ken, us today. Yes. 
He, uh, Grandpa, you've been a very big influence on my life. You are a role model that I have. And I talk about you a lot on this podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to it before or not, but um, you've made a big difference on me. And we just thought you would, we could come in and just shoot the breeze because I know when I sit down, when, when we go over and I have conversations with you, I really enjoy the, the, the talks that we have. And so, yeah, that, that's, very, uh, we're very, we're very excited bond. for grandpa, for you to be oh, here. We were, yeah, I, I, you know, I was, I was excited when Zach said that you had agreed to be part of this <laughs> and how fast you agreed to be part of this. It was, it wasn't even a question. It wasn't like, what are you guys even doing? It was, yeah, what time do I need to be there? So why don't you introduce yourself, Ken? I sure didn't have any idea what this would be about. Let's <laughs> pray for the best. They yeah. wanted me to come up and talk, talk. I said, what do you want me to talk about? Anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we thought we'd just hit you with some questions and you can... Well, you... like I said, everything Zach was little. Him and Casey, we used to... I used to go over there at their house when they lived over in Shenango Road. And we just done things... His mother worked. My wife, Donna, Mm -hmm. she took care of him for a year while Kim worked. Then it was just, I just went over there and hung out with these guys all the time. Yeah. Became a very special bond. Yeah. I used to take them back to the house. They lived in a trailer on Shenango Road there and lived, I took them all back in the field back there. And then they'd get back here, and the first thing I knew, Casey would be missing. <laughs> never, <laughs> never knew where he was at. <laughs> and then there was a time when he knows this is coming, <laughs> but I took Zach and Casey. It was on a Sunday. Didn't have much to do. Come on, let's go for a ride. <laughs> so we jumped in my pickup. We took off. Oh, we went out. Slippery Rock Creek. Okay. And was that? And was wading and having oh, just having a good time. And I can't remember just how old they were. It's probably maybe what eight or nine, something like that. Yeah. Maybe not that old. I don't know. And Zach says to me, "Grandpa, do you know where you're at?" <laughs> I says, "No, I'm lost." <laughs> <laughs> He's. <laughs> He started to cry. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, you know, Steve, we always have these uh, conversations about you and and where all of your pent-up, like, problems come from. Oh, my issues. My deep issues. We're getting to it today here for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your grandpa's the best. So, yeah, so you guys got lost. And what ended up happening? Well, anyhow, he says, oh, I'm lost. Oh, he started to ball. (laughs) Casey stood there, and he laughed like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So it ended up we came home. But there's been some other things I've had with Zach. Yeah. I remember back, oh, I don't know, it was probably about 08, 09, something like that. Okay, it's not too, too far ago. Him and I was out playing golf. Yeah. Out at Rolling Hills one day. We are playing on the back nine. So we come on to number eight. And it was a ditch out, oh, maybe 150, 200 yards. Well, he was a long hitter. He hit, well, he went over the ditch. So I hit, and mine bounced into the ditch. So we go down and down, and he was on over and crossed over 
the walkway on the other side of the run in, over there in the fairway. So I go down, there's my ball. I look down, there it is, it's in the run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I come over and I lean down to pick it up. Now the water wasn't deep. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of stones in there and stuff like that. Well, the bank on his side was a little bit higher than on my side. So you're 85 years old at the time, right? Yeah. 84. Somewhere like that. We didn't, we didn't start off at the beginning, but Grandpa <laughs> so, Ken is 96 years yes, young. I got, yeah. I got over by the run, and I reached down to pick up the ball. As I reached down, I just kept right on going, <laughs> and I tumbled into the run. <laughs> now, there I am. I'm laying down there. The water ain't deep, mm. but there's stones in there, and there's moss on them and everything. Yeah. And I can't get up because my hands keep slitting off of these stones. Yeah. And I'm holding to Zach. Hey, Zach. <laughs> Where are you at, Grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> I love the voice. That's, that's spot on. Yeah. That's spot yeah. on, Zach. So he come over, and he said, what are you doing down there? Well, I said, I ain't fishing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fantastic. He helped me get up out of the run, and I was soaking wet. Oh yeah, you thought you'd go for a swim instead of golf. <laughs> Goodness gracious, that's fantastic. So you taught me how to golf. They what? You taught me how to golf. I love to golf. I don't. I don't. You know, with the kids nowadays, I don't have enough time to go as much as I'd like. But well, I tell you what, he' pretty good, and my son was really good. Mm. The only thing was, they just didn't. Uh, they didn't practice, they didn't do this, didn't do that, and I still think either one of them, if they had a practice, they might have, they could have gone somewhere. That's the one thing about Zach is, and we've talked about this a million times, Zach is naturally gifted athletically. He, yes, he, he doesn't was. have to put in much work at all to be good or above <laughs> average at something, and if he puts his mind to it, he excels at it. In sports, sure. Well, he was, he was a great basketball player. Yeah. And baseball. Oh, in practice, he could stand over the side there, and he could just shoot, 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 fall, 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 put him in a game, and you might have left him on the bench. <laughs> That's not true. No, no, he was. <laughs> this he, is the best ever. He was good. No, he was a good player. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. But, uh, Zach, what, what's one of your favorite memories of doing something with your grandfather? Favorite memories with grandpa. Well, there's all kinds of memories. So. What I loved going to your house, and you always had a place for everything. I would love going into your garage and just how organized and how neat it was. <laughs> and you took care of everything. And so you had that old what, that wheel horse tractor, that red one. Yeah. What was it? And you had that thing for how long? 16, 18 years. That's a good long it, it was. It was a riding mower, and it was like... Uh, oh, his, it, was, it was a good one. It but was, it was his brand. It looked brand new, 16, and I knew that thing was twenty years old. It was sixteen horse. It was a good one. <laughs> but I'd go over there, and I was just, you know, we, we would love to go to your house. I mean, you had the refrigerators; they were stocked with, <laughs> with pop because we didn't really have that much at home. And we go out to the uh, freezer out in the garage, and what'd you have in there? Hot pockets and everything. And, for you uh, guys? Frozen pizzas. Sure, they just kept it was there it for, for the grandkids. Yeah, it was for us. For your grandpa it, or for you? No, it was for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, yeah. So my, my grandpa was known for only buying food from the flea market. Oh. So it was usually <laughs> a little bit past its due date. <laughs> I would eat it anyway. Yeah. But nah. what other, did you have something like a specific story, Zach, that you wanted to share? 
Let's see, a story. Well, one thing I remember about you, Grandpa, is you always had your camcorder. So we would, oh, you awesome. would come to, yeah, the, the well, baseball the, events and Christmas stuff. Christmas time, picnics, everything. I took pictures of everything. Yeah. And so we would see you, and half the time you'd have that camcorder up on your shoulder. It was one of those big ones. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm trying to think of, like, a story. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of stories. Well, I took pictures of most everything. Oh, that's fantastic. And we lived on Sheridan Avenue there the last right after I retired. Mm-hmm. But I was always a great decorator at Christmas time. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And I used to decorate that house on Sheridan, home alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looked like. Yeah, they still talk about it. But yeah. Oh, no, Did I you help dec- with the decorations? No, I, I wasn't allowed to help with the decorations. Oh, really? No, it was his job. Oh, okay. That was that was one of the jobs I always had as a kid was helping my grandparents with their decorations. But so, Grandpa, yeah. tell us a little bit about growing up. What it was like growing up? Yeah, when going to school. When I go over to your house, you always tell me stories about your grade school and growing well, the up. The thing was, my father left when I was about seven years old. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. And. It was just everything, shift for yourself, you know. Mm. We'd done a lot of moving. Mother, my mother kept us together. There was five of us. She kept us all together. Well, then, it was when I was in high school. I was taking what they would call a mechanical engineering course in high school. And... I quit school, 10th grade. Okay. And what happened, I didn't quit on my accord. One week we went to shop up at Ben Franklin. I would learn to be a machinist. The other week, I went to high school. Well, I had a teacher. His name was Thomas, mm-hmm. Gig Thomas. And he was the draftsman teacher. And this particular day, I think it was in probably towards the end of April. Nice day. Well, I, I went to, when I went to school, I went in the afternoon from 1 to 5 mm. up at Newcastle there. So anyhow, we go in there, it's a real nice day, and things is going great. We sit down, and the first thing you know, Thomas looked over and he says, McFarlane, are you chewing gum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot all about that I had it in the mouth. Well, that was the last day of school. He said to me, pick your stuff up, get out of here, don't come back. Wow. Well, that was the end of my schooling. What grade were you so in? That was 10th. <clears throat> so about what grade. year would that have been? 1942. Wow. Okay. So 1942, I was out of school. About three days later, I was down on Grove Street, or Newcastle, the warehouse by Robbins Furniture. So I went in, I said, hey, do you need any help? Yeah. So they hired me. Mm-hmm. And I just... I, I was just 15, 
And about two months, three months after that, I turned 16. All right, then I got my driver's license. And I worked there for a year. Well, then I left there, 1943, February 1943. I went over to Keystone Lawrence Transfer and Storage. It was a trucking company. And I walked in there and said, do you need any helpers on a truck or anything? Mm -hmm. He said, do you have a driver's license? Yes, sir. Okay, you're hired. So I worked as a helper on a truck mm -hmm. for a while. I learned to drive truck and everything. I worked there about a year and a half, and then I left there and went to across the street to Norwalk Truck Line and got a job over there because the guy at Keystone Lawrence, he started getting pretty antsy and everything, and he got on me one day, and I said, That's, I'm out of here. He mm -hmm. said, well, I'll throw your A in the Army. I said, no, you won't. So anyhow, he says, get out of here before I throw you out. I said, you ain't big enough to throw me out. <laughs> and I picked up a piece of pipe about two foot long. I said, okay. So he said, get out of here. And I went to work for Norwalk Truck Line. Yeah. And I'd worked over there for two years. But then, like I said, I drove truck for about, oh, between nine, ten years. So after the podcast, we kept talking with Grandpa Ken about his trucking experience. And one of the things that was really interesting was that he got to drive tank turrets. And so he went back and added the story into the other stories that he was telling about his trucking experience. That way, that's why there's a little bit of a, a jump. Um, but just so you have context, that's what's going on here. He says, I'm telling you, get your truck. You go up there, load them, take them through Norwalk, Ohio. That was the main terminal. Mm -hmm. So what were these again? They were tank turrets? The big turrets with the big gun on them. Yeah. There I am, 19 years old, never drove one. Never drove a double, double trailer. And I see these guys from Detroit, mm -hmm. older guys, hauling yeah. steel with them. Mm-hmm. I said, Joe, you don't want me to do it. I'm telling you. I said, okay. <laughs> so I go up and I load both of them and I go through. At that time, there's no turnpike. There's no four-lane highways. It's all two. Some places might be three. But anyhow, I went to Norwalk, Ohio. Mm -hmm. From here up there at that time was about a five-hour trip. Yeah. I pulled into the main terminal at Norwalk. As I pulled in, there's other drivers standing around other trucks. Well, they looked at that, you know. <laughs> Me and I swell up, you know. <laughs> so anyhow, over on the uh, on the uh, the dock where they back the trailers into and load and unload them. There's an elderly gentleman up there with bibby coverall overalls on, and he's just potting around, you know, and he's looking and looking and watching. He'd come over and he walked around it. Never said a word. About half hour later, 
over the loudspeaker says, McFarland, come to the office. I went to the office, dispatch office, and he said, you're going back home. He said, we'll give you another outfit. Mm -hmm. Have to leave your tractor and everything here. And he said, you go back home. What's going on? You'll find out when you get back to Newcastle. That's when they told me that old gentleman was John Ernsthausen. He owned Norwalk Truck Line. <laughs> he was the owner. Okay. And he said they had done some checking up. Not old enough to be on the road. <laughs> How old were you? 19, pulling doubles. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old do you have to be to pull a double trailer? Huh? How, how, old, how old do you have to be to pull a double trailer? Well, now you can be any age. Well, I mean, as long as you're over 21. Oh, okay. Over 21. So you had to be okay. 21. And, and here's here's <laughs> another thing. You have to be 21 to haul interstate oh. merchandise. That's interstate from state to state. You have to be 21. Mm -hmm. You have to be 18 to haul what they call intrastate. That's just driving into state. Well, mm -hmm. I was 19. I was able to do that. Mm -hmm. But, boy, when they, when they took me off the road. So did you get in trouble? Did they yell at you? Huh? Did they yell at you? No, 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 no. Better not. That wasn't his fault. <laughs> wasn't my fault. But I worked probably another six months. And then I went to work for another company hauling milk with a tank tra with tanker trailers like that right down here. Mm -hmm. Cheese factory. Mm -hmm. Boy, that was a nice job. Oh, what, what made that nice? Huh? What made that nice? Don't do nothing. <laughs> you ain't allowed to touch nothing. <laughs> you go to the creamery, they put the milk in. You go to the dairy, they pump it off. Yeah. You don't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you have to do it's with nice the other stuff? What, what made the other stuff difficult? Oh, <laughs> you see these trucks delivering all this stuff to these different stores and everything. Have all that stuff. So you, have to, you had to take that off. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize the truckers had to do that. When you haul steel, you have to have your load. You have to put your blocking down. You have to put the steel on. You've got to chain it down, fasten it down. You've got to cover it up. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was working. I was driving truck when I met Donna. And then when we got married in 1950... I went to work for Penn Power. Okay. Jerry, as Donna's older brother, he knew somebody at the power company and put a word in for me, and they hired me, and I went to work for Penn Power. Yep. I put in 37 years with Penn Power, moved up into management. Mm-hmm. And 
I had more people working for me underneath me with college degrees, and I only had 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> I had them. They were school teachers, but they made more money mm-hmm. working at the plant than they did teaching school. Yeah. But anyhow, between driving truck and pen power, I, had, I worked two jobs most of the time. Wow. All the time I worked for Penn Power, I was always driving truck on mm-hmm. my days off. Mm-hmm. And the, the kiddos, they start coming along. Yep. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three daughters, right? No, two, two, two daughters, daughters and a son. son. Yeah. We had a really nice family, and they all turned out very good. My son... He retired three years ago in 2017, 20, 20, 20, something like that. Yeah, I think it was about that time. Yeah. And his job he had, he turned out, when he finished up, he was a national sales manager for some big Electrical component company, I don't know who it was. And all he was in the air most of the time. He was flying. He was coast to coast all the time. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he retired well off. But he after he graduated from uh, West Virginia, 1956. No, 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 no. Take Yes, it was. Then he... Uh, Graduated from there. He worked one year in Newcastle. Then he got a job in uh, Michigan, and he went up there in 1976. Mm-hmm. And he's been there ever since. All right. <clears throat> oh, he so, lives in what, what part yeah, of Michigan? Yeah, my, out, like by Lansing, right? Somewhere around there? Oh, okay. He lived in Lansing. And about, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, he moved to Brighton, Michigan. He had, uh, he had marital problems. And then he remarried, and that's when he moved to Brighton, Michigan. Okay. But other than that, there ain't too much going on. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, a lot I mean, of good stuff, though. You- it seemed everything that I was able to do, I was able to do it well. Mm-hmm. I was a I was an avid hunter. I was an avid bowler, golfer. I, I know the it. golf stories. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you <laughs> just you just stopped golfing a couple of years ago, right? Or do you still go? No, no, I quit. I'm well, I'm 96. And I was, yeah, well, just two couple two months short of 97, but I knew that was coming up. Yeah, yeah. The, the golf course closed up. Mm-hmm three years ago mm-hmm. and when it closed up then that's when i like what you're done you outlasted the golf course that's uh, great <laughs> yeah i could beat you when you got older but i couldn't beat you early on <laughs> <laughs> that's because you guys had a special thing that you did every year i remember yeah because there's always a sunday that zach would tell me i'm not gonna be there my grandpa and i have our um the golf outing golf was it, outing like, yeah is it a scramble or yeah we would do scrambles 
and he'd carry us. Well, when you got a little bit older, you did more of the putting and chipping. Yeah. But not early on. You could hit the ball a long ways. There's not a whole lot of guys that are still well. out there in their 80s or <laughs> even early 90s that are still golfing in any. <laughs> no, I know. At, at one time, when I still worked for Penn Power, I was in the golf league there, but we always had our annual field day at the end of the season up at Tamashanter. Yep. Yeah, I golfed there a lot. And the long drive, well, it didn't make too much difference, which was, I always got the long drive. Okay. And I know I had a buddy of mine that I golfed with all the time, Denny Murphy. He said, man, he says, I crunched one. <laughs> and he says, i got to watch my language. <laughs> 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 what, what he had to say <laughs> about McFarland. He yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Well, he sure as H ain't gonna match <laughs> that one. <laughs> and he said, "What happened?" Like, we go down there, and there I am. I get my ball, and there's a flag ten yards up there. I get it. Might know McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tamashander. Shander. That, that <laughs> yeah. was um, so. Uh, Good Friday was the day I would go up there. Like I'd usually play with my dad. Oh, um, okay. Up on yeah, I wasn't. I was terrible, terrible. Yeah. I hit the top of somebody's golf cart one time. Oh, they were not happy. <laughs> uh, but so, Ken, tell us a little bit about uh, your life as a believer. Um, you know, the one thing Zach speaks so highly, you know, about is that you were you were so much a spiritual leader in his life. So tell us about you coming to know coming to know Jesus in your life as your savior. They what? So, like, becoming a believer. Like, what, oh, when, oh, when did you oh, become oh. a believer? Yeah. Well, I can remember when I first got started the church, I was 10 years old. Okay. And I lived down Newport, PA, that, just down a mile from uh, Wampum. Okay. And I... It was a Pentecostal church, Reverend Alfred Bunny. Okay. He was the minister. Well, then there was a young lad there who had just got his driver's license. His name was Steve Palagallo. There's more to that later on. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, he just got his driver's license at 16. And his dad allowed him to drive the car to go pick up kids to bring them to church. And that was the first that I had anything dealings in church was going to the Pentecostal church there in Wampum. Okay. Well, then Donna and I, I met her in 1949, Christmas of 1949. And at that time, I was not affiliated with a church anywhere. She was with the third UP, and I started to go to church with her. Met her at Christmas time, and then we were married six months later. Yeah. Wow. She belonged to third church for over 60 years. Oh, wow. And I joined it when I met her, mm-hmm. and I was there for over 50. We were both there until they closed up here. Where's that at? Up on third, up on the 
Oh, Newcastle. 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 East, Newcastle. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. East Washington Street up there. Yeah, I know exactly. Yep. That big church on the corner of Adam Street. Mm-hmm. And that's where we got married, and from there, we had three children, and everything comes up pretty much to the present. Yeah. Well, what I remember, Grandpa, is every Sunday, you'd be in church, you had your pew you sat in, you always were dressed really nice, and it always seemed like you uh, were the boss. Well... (laughs) I was on the board there. I was going to ask. Yeah. For, I was an elder for, I think, about six years. Then I had the uh, the ushers. <clears throat> I was the head of the ushers for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Until, like I said, they closed up, and then that's when I started up the new life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm in limbo. <laughs> <laughs> I know you watch on because uh, I hear that you uh, you, you watch see, online. Yeah, you see us on on uh, YouTube. Oh, I watch a lot online. I yeah. watch Jeremiah, and I love Stanley, Doctor Charles Stanley. Charles Stanley, okay. his dad and the son Andy. Yep, I, I watched them. Maybe the other night, I think it was Thursday night, I watched Stanley's. The son was on first for a half hour, and then another one, his dad come on, then the second half, okay. I watched it. But I watched them a lot. Oh, they're, yeah, they're and both great. I tune in on New Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I used to watch Billy Graham a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but <clears throat> I remember just before every meal, you would say the prayer. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, we would always say, God is great, God is good, anything afford food. But Grandpa wouldn't say that. He would pray for specific things. Yeah. <clears throat> and so as a kid, you know, all I knew of, I mean, we came to church with you guys, but we weren't a very religious family. And so to hear you pray, it, it was like it brought the reality to faith. More than just a bunch of words you say or have to be here or that, you made it real. And maybe you didn't realize that, you know, us kids were picking up on that, the grandkids, but um, you, you set an example for what it was to lead your family and put God first. And just doing that, you know, praying before bed at night and praying at, at the meals and making sure we got to church on time, it allowed us to be, um, <clears throat> you know, involved in it and allowed God to work on our hearts. And, and, and Well, that's the way it is yet today. I talk to God when I go to bed. Mm-hmm. The last thing, first thing in the morning, I talk to God when I wake up. Mm-hmm. Say the blessing, no matter where I'm at. Yep. I go to breakfast every Saturday morning with a group of guys. None of them said, but I say my blessing. Yeah. Sometimes they look at me. Sometimes they just forget about it. Sure. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. That's that's living right. out our faith. No, I, like I said a while ago, I worked for Penn Power for 37 years. Tenth grade education, mm. moved up through the line from plan helper, clear up to shift supervisor. That's fantastic. Well, uh, that was in 
1951, when I went there, well, 1974 then, they transferred me down to the big Mansfield plant down by Shipping Port. Mm -hmm. I went down there for, as a foreman and supervisor. Oh, I was just, I'm sorry, and I was clearing my throat. <laughs> I apologize. I had a chance before I left there. I was a shift supervisor, and they wanted me to take over operations supervisor. No. Mm -hmm. Why? I said, because here's the thing. Your operations supervisor right now is on call 24-7. No raise, no extra buzz. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's not for me. <laughs> Plus, in time, I want to go back to Newcastle. And I come back to Newcastle and, and worked eight more years. And then I retired in 1988. Was a good company to work for. Mm -hmm. So you've been retired longer than most people that we well, know or have been alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you retired the year my little brother was born. So. <laughs> yeah. And how old your little brother? Uh, he's thirty-five. <laughs> thirty-five years I've been retired. Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. But yeah. I, I think about it this way: the life you've been able to live, the example that you've been able to set in that retirement. Um, I mean, I remember how special it was when my grandfather retired and the amount of time I got to spend with him after that. And that made, that meant the world to me. And, and I mean, and Zach has said the exact same thing about you. 35 years, Zach's been able to just enjoy time with his grandpa. And that's, I mean, that's a gift. Yeah. That truly is a gift. So, yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to add to it, Zach? No. All right. So, Grandpa Ken, would you mind giving us a sign-off to Zachy and Stevie, just so people <laughs> could hear you say it, because we talk about we call each other Zachy and Stevie, yeah. Because you call us Zachy and Stevie. Could you could you say for Zachy and Stevie? We'll see you next time. Okay, Zachy and Stevie, <laughs> I'll see you next time. All right, All right. that was awesome. <laughs> right, for Zach and Steve, have a podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. We'll see you next time. <laughs> see you. Bye bye. Hey, so Grandpa Ken, we usually play a game on the podcast too. So we usually have some sort of game where Zach and I will go head to head. But I thought it'd be fun if you guys went head to head and I'll moderate a game. How does that sound? Want to play a game, Grandpa? I don't play games. 